Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for an episode of Wusha Weekend. Uh, tonight we're missing two of our co-hosts, so it's just going to be me and Adam, and we're going to do our best to hold down the fort. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully we'll have a, a good conversation. If not, we'll cut it a little bit short. But either way, we're, we're going to be talking about um, Chinatown Kid, a 1977 Chang Che movie starring Alexander Fusheng. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, this month uh, our theme is Alexander Fusheng. So we're going to be uh, doing all Fusheng films uh, for the rest of the month. And uh, and this is the first one, uh, I believe. So what was our movie last week, actually, Adam? Do we? It wasn't a... Uh, I wasn't here last week, but it was it a... Uh, uh, last Hurrah for Chivalry? Oh, yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Last Hurrah for Chivalry, so it definitely wasn't an Alexander Fusheng movie. Um, but uh, so this is definitely the first one, and and this film. I uh, before I, we get into the discussion of it, I, I do want to mention we watched the version that's on Amazon, and th that is the Celestial Pictures version, which was a remaster from the early two thousands. And it's apparently uh, normally we don't get into this kind of distinction because usually the remaster <laughs> issues are are fairly minor, or they have to do with the soundtrack, or they have to do with like you know a couple of frames that have been changed or taken out but this one there's like a good 20 minutes that's not in the movie and 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 the ending is different um and i haven't seen the uh the 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 uh the longer edit version i've only seen this version but um but i am aware that there are very strong opinions about the differences between them and also it's just it's just a radical i mean that's a large amount of time that's you know it's like a um you know, this is this one is substantially shorter. There is a uh, there is a, an important character that is absent from this version, and the ending is actually different. So uh, our review is based on this version, but it's based on this version knowing that we're watching a, uh, a sort of uh, you know potentially very different from the original release or from the the release that people are familiar with. Uh, so, anyways, Adam, before we get into the plot, just what was your general reaction to this movie? Well, uh, I wasn't aware before I started watching it that this was this was a, a a poor cut of the movie with 20 minutes missing. But I could tell. But it's to the movie's credit that even though there were holes in the movie that were kind of apparent to me, it was still a really enjoyable movie all the way through. I was I, I thought I thought it was good. It it felt similar to Chang Shea movies like Duel of Fists or The Angry Guest, where it's the the typical thing of the. The, the, the characters going overseas to an exotic location and getting into fights with uh, with gangster types kind of had the same same vibe to it in some respects. So uh, if you like either of those movies, I would completely recommend it. But yeah, I I, I, I liked it a lot considering that that I, I I really there were a lot of points where things didn't quite hang together because of the missing scenes. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I I think. Um... And for me, the missing scenes, they kind of the, the, the impression they created for me was there were certain moments that felt rushed or like I got I got like that, that there were things that were supposed to have happened in a period where they elapsed time is what it looked like in, in this edit. Mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mostly you could pass. There were a couple of points where I was like, OK, I, I don't understand why this is happening at all. But I, I can only think of one of those off the top of my head. OK. 
And um and but yeah, I I like the movie. I thought it was uh, reminiscent of Disciples of Shaolin, which I don't know if you were there for the discussion of that. That's the uh, I have not were, seen that. Were, one. were you were you here for the discussion of the barefooted kid by any chance, or were you not here for that one? Either? No, that's another one okay. I haven't seen. Maybe we'll have to. You know what? I know I know that we uh we don't usually repeat movies, but but Disciples of Shaolin is one that we might eventually want to repeat. Um, but, but basically it's a similar storyline where you have, a, except in that version, and again, maybe the, the longer edit of this one also goes closer uh, down this path, but I don't think so. But uh, in that one, Alexander Fushung plays a character who sort of uh, is seduced by the lure of, of, of wealth. Uh, when he moves from the country to the city and he ends up working for like a, an evil boss and and becomes like a real sort of, you know, he, he basically just kind of gets, you know, uh, turned to the dark path. Um, and then there's a, a yeah. you know, a, a very emotional sort of uh, climax to the movie. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an in, it's an interesting film. Um, and this kind of felt very like it was covering very similar theme where, you know, he, he come, in this case, he comes to San Francisco Chinatown and uh and he's uh and he and 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 he ends up largely due to circumstance having to work for an evil boss uh in this case though when he finds out the boss is evil he 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 starts at least thwarting the 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 really bad stuff that the boss is doing and then he has to confront the boss and deal with him um and the story is more complicated than that obviously because it's it's uh uh there's two characters here there's the alexander fushung character and there's the um the Sun Qian character, uh, Yang Jianwen, who's the student uh, who also comes to San Francisco around the same time. And their their paths are kind of almost like contrast of each other. One of them is a student uh, studying and working in a restaurant. And Alexander Fushung is really just there because he he was um, uh, he was set up by a gangster in Hong Kong who he he uh, got in a fight with over a watch and, yeah. and, and the guy a digital it. watch yeah, a digital watch. <laughs> which again this is one of these movies that like is really a product of its time in a lot of ways so everything yeah, from the fashion there's... to the digital watch which is like a real dazzling piece of technology yeah there's um, a very narrow window of history where a digital watch is more impressive than a watch with a dial on it that's yeah. like yeah that's maybe a period of months where that occurred and, yeah and, and, and it's the yeah because because within 10 years digital watches quickly become like the casio type like uh plastic watch yeah. you know um, yeah, not not even ten. Yeah, I can I can uh, you know I bought my first digital watch in 1982, like a, a ripoff, yeah. not even a Casio, like a no brand, you know, junk watch. So yeah, it really Casio was more prestigious than I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I recall, there were there were some. I remember having some of the. I can't remember the name, but there was a brand of watch that like had like the really loud 80s. Uh, like not neon color, but those bright colors, and and they had a, a line of digital watches, and they were pretty cheap, and that's what yeah. I had. Um, but but this was like a gold digital watch that really kind of looked sharp, and everybody was dressed in sort of that seven that late seventies fashion. Like, this is a very stylish movie. Like everybody looks really really stylish in this one. The hair, the the bell bottoms, the 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 collars on the shirts, the hats, the shoes, everything just kind of is is a uh, uh, everybody's dressed pretty snazzy. Um, 
Yeah, it's part of what makes the movie enjoyable, too. Like I said, a lot of the plot didn't quite hold together because of the gaps in it. But it's just the whole movie, like from this one, the performances and the style, it's it's just it's just very enjoyable movie to look at. And um, and yeah, so uh, and and, and again, the basic story is he he comes to to San Francisco Chinatown and he uh, because there there is, you know, gangsters operating there he ends up getting into a fight with one of them and his boss doesn't want any trouble so he kicks him out of the restaurant and then he's kind of wandering around and he has this quasi love interest in the movie she she never quite um, maybe in the edit the unedited version this is explored more fully but in this version it's sort of like it 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 looks like it's going to become like a love interest thing and then it doesn't really pan out um, no. or it doesn't go, it doesn't seem to go anywhere, but he meets a woman named Yvonne, uh, played by Jenny Sang, who's uh, Alexander Fushung's, uh, real life wife. And, um, and, and she, uh, ends up telling him that, you know, there's some guy who wants to hire him. And the guy is this, um, uh, white dragon Pai Lung, uh, played by Philip Kwok. And, and, and this is kind of like, it, it's kind of interesting to see Philip Kwok in this type of role. He's, he's like a real, he's like a, he's sort of like a, uh, an evil boss, but he has like a, a real charming sort of. Uh, he's one of these bosses that like makes a really winning first impression on you. Um, but then when you cross him, you know it's a, it's a, you know he he he's ruthless. So uh, so he ends up working for this guy, and then he he becomes like an important uh, soldier in the guy's uh, in the guy's retinue, and 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 very quickly you see him go from you know walking around in just like you know plain white t-shirts to walking around in these really really nice and again the style is actually part of the story it's not something where it's just stylish because of the era that it was in it's an important part of 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 how you see the character go from being really low in the world to to becoming a success and and mm-hmm. and and so you know when when Philip uh, not Philip Kwok when Alexander Fushung's character uh Tang Dong first meets that gangster in Hong Kong the guy's got the digital watch and the really stylish clothing and and the and and Tang Dong doesn't have any of that and by the end of the movie he's dressed in very similar clothing he's got a cigarette with a really you know like a a little cigarette holder on it and he's just kind of walking around like he's the man and um and so uh but when he discovers that his boss is selling drugs and that the that uh, the Sun Qian character, Yang Jianwen, who's, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of an awkward plot, but, and, and I mean, we could do a whole episode yeah. on how Cheng Che and his understanding of how drug use works is a little bit odd, but, uh, but the, the Yang Jian character, he, he, because he wants to do well in school, but he's also working this job where he's not sleeping much, and one of the cooks there, he learns, is selling cocaine, he decides to buy some cocaine and apparently shoot it. I, I, they don't ever say it's cocaine. It's, it's either cocaine or some kind of amphetamine. But his first, his first foray into the drug world is apparently going to be shooting it right into his vein. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and Tang Dong uh, catches him just as he's about to do this. And, and that's the thing that sort of catapults him into a conflict with his boss because he, 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 you know, he, he sort of sees... It, the 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 Yang Jianwen character obviously represents something to him that he wants to preserve, and and so and 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 so you know he ends up uh, 
saving him from drugs by uh, by by paying a lot of ex- his expenses uh, a lot of his expenses anonymously and telling the boss to uh, to go easy on him and then yeah and then going around and breaking the legs of anybody who dares to sell drugs in Chinatown and and so <laughs> when Philip Kwok the uh, uh, white dragon uh, Pai Lung uh, finds out about this uh, at first he sort of exploits it and and gets uh, gets Tang Dong's help to uh by by telling him look i'm not selling drugs but you want to know who is the green tiger club they're selling drugs and the green mm-hmm. tiger club is really just his rival so so he goes with uh tang dong and they they wipe out the the green tiger club and the leader of the green tigers is played by lo Meng. and so we get a lot of uh the venoms here this is sort of an early movie where you get to see the 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 people who become the venom mob um and so they and so but after that then they then he has to deal with um with tang dong because he's 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 getting rid of his drug dealers so he sets him up and he tries to get him arrested and he escapes and he ends up going to uh white dragon headquarters trashing the place and uh white dragon takes uh yang jian wen uh as a as a hostage and then there's a, a big confrontation at the uh um, at the headquarters, and in the version that we saw, which is the you know different edit, uh, the ending, which is kind of odd, but I thought kind of interesting, even though it sounds like the other ending is a much more traditional Chang Che type ending. In this one, basically all of the bad guys and Tang Dong are arrested, and Yang uh, Jian Wen is uh, is you know is able to go on and and transfer to Harvard and become a success. So. You know, and there might be some details I missed that you want to point out, but I think that's basically the 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 main thrust of the story, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting setup uh, in that that Yang can't, uh, you know, that he's got the potential to go off because he is legitimately there as a student, you know, on a proper visa. He's actually got a future, whereas, uh, you know, whereas uh, Tang Dong, it's like he, no matter how well he does, he you know, he's not legitimately there. And I mean, he even even in Hong Kong, it's like he was like a mainlander who snuck over to Hong yeah. Kong. He didn't even didn't even have a legitimate job in Hong Kong. It's like he's he's kind of perpetually stuck in the in the shadows of the world. And so it's like really important for him to to help Yang out and give him a give him a lift, you know, give him that chance because yeah. he can he can have the proper life that Tang Dong. Like I said, I felt like in this edit, the movie didn't quite land that emotionally as well as it could have. I feel like there's probably a version where it all comes together better because, but, but it's still, it's still, yeah. I still get, still got the point across. Well, well what I, here, here's the thing that struck me about the breakdowns I saw from people of the other version, which I haven't seen and Adam hasn't seen, but, mm-hmm. in, but everybody that I, uh, or a lot of the ones that I, I read said that the pacing was really well done. And so that tell, I think that tells you a lot. If the pacing was really well done in that edit, then yeah. I, then my suspicion is that you know so. Uh, but either way, I think I think it was still you know I got the point. Like I still got mm-hmm. what they were going for. Um, yeah. But like I said, some of it felt a little bit rushed, um, and I think a lot of it probably did have to do with the edit. But the the fight scenes were were very entertaining. The mm-hmm. um, the characters were all pretty entertaining, and I thought that the the overall storyline worked. Like you said, like he's this guy who he really can't. He's kind of screwed wherever he is because he's clearly we don't know why he went to Hong Kong, but.
but I get the feeling that he can't go back to, to the mainland for whatever reason. Because he's, he, he, he's, he's, he's in Hong Kong illegally, and then when he's there, he ends up being wanted for drugs, and so then he comes to San Francisco illegally. And this is like an ever-present thing. Like, any time he runs into an issue, people can kind of lord that over him and say, look, you're yeah. here illegally, we can just call the authorities. And, 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 and there's also this interesting aspect to it where um, it, when they're in the American Chinatown, that's that's one of the things that a lot of the gangsters can hold over you. It's one of the things that can give the gangsters their powers. They can well, even even the restaurant owner. It's like he's just using them. You know, it's yeah. like I mean, he in a lot of these a lot of a lot of you know these movies, you kind of have the restaurant owner being squeezed by the mob, and it's like he's a sympathetic character. And this one, it's like he's kind of part of the same machine. He's just this different cog yeah. in the machine that's taking advantage of immigrants, basically. Yeah. And and even though this is set in San Francisco, which I thought was a cool location to set the movie, uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it was filmed in San Francisco to me. It looks like they did a lot of exterior shots, and they did. Yeah, I think I think they did have some shots with Tang Dong that were in looked like they were in San Francisco, like a couple, like maybe mm. they'd gone there for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> done a couple of like illegal street shooting shots, and then like ran back to. To do the rest on sets, but uh, yeah, because even from that, because even the cars when they were driving in San Francisco yes. were on the wrong side of the road, <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, and the wheels were on the wrong side of the car. So I mean, you know, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, you just you just you know, it's, it, so um, and and also yeah, on, on the oh, go ahead. I'll say just going back, you know, the whole Tang Dong thing. You said you don't think he can go back to mainland China either. Is that I maybe he could, but we are talking the seventies, and it's like. You know, mainland, you know, China has changed a lot yeah. over the decades. It's like, I can see you just under no circumstances wanting to go back there, no matter what. It's uh, it was a different situation back then. That's true. That's true. And uh, but either way, you get you get this sense that he's sort of just he's just in like this really chaotic state that he can't, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's very much the opposite of the Yang character who who has a who who has a. a uh, a clear goal and path in life um, and his only real and again he, but even he is sort of skirting the law because when he goes to America his situation is his father doesn't have a lot of money and so he he his father agrees to let him go because he says he'll wait tables when he goes there and he'll get a scholarship and so he gets a scholarship and he and he goes to wait tables but he's a student so he's not supposed to and this is something that's true like I, I, I know this from working in restaurants and stuff like this like you know if, you, if you're on a student visa you're not supposed to be waiting tables that's like a, a yeah. illegal and so you know you could get in trouble for that so uh, so like you said like the restaurant owner can, can hold that over them the the gangsters can hold that over them in fact the um, Lo Mung character does try to hold it over the student he's, he's you know he says you know you're not supposed to be working here so you know why don't you join my um, my, my green tiger club you know it's, it's some kind of martial arts organization $50 a month and the guy's like mm-hmm. well, but I only make $80 a month how will I survive and he's like you know well you're just gonna have to pay me and then that's when the Alexander Fushun character steps in and and tries to stop things but um which is what leads to him getting kicked out of the restaurant um and then those two end up having a conflict with each other and uh but yeah but but i did want to go back to the drug use because i was a little bit uh, i don't know like uh like i don't know if you were here for the um uh the heaven and hell 
podcast where you that one i was in on yes so so i felt very similar to the the way drug use was handled there where uh where yang is just his first foray and he's going to shoot up some kind of amphetamine and uh and yeah it's like start with you know trucker caffeine pills or something work your way up (laughs) it's just like it's it just seemed like a really hardcore study drug for somebody's first venture into the you know yeah Um, yeah yeah i i thought the same thing i was like wow (laughs) but uh but yeah, and also again, like I said, this movie did remind me of Disciples of Shaolin. Now, in that in Disciples of Shaolin, the big thing that the character wanted was, and the reason why I drew the parallel was Alexander Fuchung's character that the, the 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 big thing that he wants at first is new shoes because he's got these old shoes, and it mm. felt really similar to how he was acting about the watch with the um, Johnny Wang Lung Wei character Zhu Hao who had the uh, the golden watch, um, yeah. and so. But I don't know what. What about the? Uh, there were some other interesting things in this movie. The orange juice thing was kind of interesting to me, where uh, where his <laughs> character, like he, he again, even when he's in Hong Kong, he doesn't he 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 doesn't really have many options. And he has to become an illegal hawker, and he he f- discovers that the locals like fresh squeezed orange juice, and he's been doing kung fu for ten years, so. His his big idea is well we can we can we can circumvent the 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 juice squeezing machine and I can yeah. just use my fists and squeeze the oranges into the into the glass <laughs> and so and so that's what he does and they and they and they, and it looks like a pretty successful little vi- business venture that they start um, and that's what it, that's what attracts the attention of the uh, the the Zhu Hao gangster who he ends up getting in a fight with and. Uh, yeah, I I found that kind of entertaining because it's a typical thing in these movies where a character will pick up that another has a character is good at kung fu based or something. It's like, oh, I can see from your orange squeezing technique that you've studied martial arts for ten years, yes. you know. And it's like, <laughs> just it's just kind of funny. But uh, but but you know what's fun? You know what I find interesting about that? I think that that's actually true. When um, I I think mm-hmm. that you can usually you can like I find. I can usually tell when people have some kind of training like that. Oh and, yeah, I, and, I agree. But it just, it just, just as it being, just as it being an orange squeezing thing, which, which once again would be hard. Squeezing oranges well, all day. So you know, when all those people were rushing to stand, I was like, oh my god, that's he's like torture having to squeeze oranges for all these people. My concern was really <laughs> the hygiene. Like I know this is the seventies, <laughs> and maybe people were less squeamish about germs than we are today. But but like mm. he was not washing his hands, as far as I could tell. And he was handling money, and and, yeah. it just seemed, and 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 his and his hands were getting on the glass and and on and, and the juice, and it just seemed like a a, a not very hygienic gross. situation for for your your morning juice. Um, yeah, now it's funny. I used to work in a juice bar actually, like years ago, and it's like the, the thing you'd hate, you know, it's like people would want like carrot juice or something like that or wheatgrass. That was fine, but. The the all the thing that was always the biggest pain to do was orange juice. It's like anytime someone would like to come in that would order orange juice, you'd always try to not be the person serving that person. So I just you know the just the, the <laughs> you know having that as a business model, I'm like oh the worst juice of all to have to work with. Can it be yeah. apple juice? Now now why now why was the orange juice the worst to work with? 
it takes the longest. I mean, you it's you know, it's like if you're if you're juicing apples or carrots or anything like that, you drop it in a juicer, it's just like you know, the whole the whole fruit or vegetable goes in there, it comes out instantly, you're done, you you serve it up. But it's like with oranges, you have to cut the oranges, you need a little spinner thing, you mm. press it down against and you have to get all the juice out of there. It's just it just takes I don't long. know. It's uh yeah, it's it's a, a there, there's a reason that that there's very few restaurants that serve fresh squeezed orange juice. Okay. I'll say that. Okay, <laughs> fresh squeezed orange juice is good though. I can see the appeal. Delicious. Um, oh yeah, yeah, without a and, doubt. I I had some when I was visiting you in Boston. Was the last time I had it. But, oh, okay. <laughs> Where in Boston did you get the fresh squeezed orange juice? Ah, it was uh, somewhere in Malden. It was okay. uh, it was a, a place we went to for brunch. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, the, another food thing that came up too was the hot dogs, which I kind of thought was a nice touch. I think these yeah. little like the t- the hot dog somehow. I don't know why, but that just really endeared his character to me. This enthusiasm he had for the hot dog, this like very <laughs> simple basic food that he just adored, was uh, I don't know. It was it was a charming quality for the character to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, he, it's like uh, it, it's a it's a really good performance he gives in this movie. I, I have to say, just through the the whole the whole arc of the character, I think he did a great job in this. Well, one of the things that I that I that I like about Alexander Fushung, and I really kind of realized it watching this movie and thinking about Disciples of Shaolin, is how in other movies too. Now that I really think about it, he's very good at weaving that line from good to bad because he's got this impish quality to him that can mm-hmm. really it can really sort of exist on either side of that line it can be a villainous thing or it can be sort of a playful you know innocent type thing and and so he he can he can come into the movie as sort of this 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 very innocent character and then become corrupted by the end and they didn't and again in the edit we saw i don't know how deep they go in the other edit and this edit they don't go too deep with the villainy with him he kind of he kind of gets in there and then he and then he sort of starts becoming a force for good by going against the boss but there is that scene when he goes back to the laundromat and he huh. and and he has a little bit of a confrontation with Yvonne's father but there's a look yeah. in his eyes when he's going down the stairs where you feel like he's becoming the leering sort of you know thug th- uh, that that he you remember there were the two guys that he got in the fight with in the laundromat before he kind of yeah. became a lot like those and you got the impression that oh if she was there maybe he was going to kind of pester her like they you know like like they did yeah um, well I, I i have to admit I, when he was going down the stairs i was wondering wow is he there to collect money now yeah. <laughs> uh, it felt like that i mean another scene too where you know, going all the way back to near the beginning of the movie, when he gets into the fight with Zhu Hao over the watch, where Zhu Hao says, oh, if you can beat me, you could have the watch. It's like, he really, really beats up Zhu Hao bad. I mean, after the guy is beaten, he's like kicking him on the ground. So, I'm like, God, what are you, it's like, this is, this is just a contest, but and you're really taking that guy down. I, I, I saw a breakdown online of the difference between the two edits i'll try to post a link to it in the description because there's a guy there's a website i can't remember oh, the name, okay. but there's a guy who went through the trouble of contrasting the different the different versions and apparently yeah. in that scene uh zhu hao pulls out a knife at some point and oh, so, okay and, and it's not in this version that we have so that yeah, would clearly I, it, it, explain the the ferocity it. but 
Yeah, I was just like, wow, Tang Dog, what are you doing here? You well, really want that watch? You're going to kill that guy? <laughs> well, and the, the other thing that we're deprived of is the um, Teresa Ha Ping character, the, the woman in the car with him. Uh, yeah. Apparently in the other version, she sends um, uh, she sends uh, Alexander Fushung on a mission to, to go rescue a woman. And that woman oh, okay. is Kara Hui. Uh, uh, who's a, oh. like a so? So there's a whole there's a whole subplot that is is yeah. I, uh, I I'd forgotten about the woman in the car, but the camera kind of lingered her at some point, like she was an important person, you know. And it's like then you know she never does anything. So I, I yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the um uh uh what is it? That that's the the Teresa Ha Ping is a, she's one of my favorite actresses, even though she usually has very small roles. But when she, mm-hmm. but if she's in, but she 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 really is good at making memorable uh, characters in uh, in these kinds of movies. And she's the woman who played um, Devil Grandma, for instance, in Magic Blade. She just oh, she, okay. can, she she really can. She's sort of like a, a Vincent Price type. Like she can really play these mm-hmm. wicked evil characters and even when she's playing somebody a little bit more reserved like the one in this you kind of know she's somebody like you you just get this she felt like yeah like just the scene where they're sitting in the car doing nothing really other than looking at people and stuff i still felt like i felt like ooh, this this is a a character that's going to do something later in the movie they're setting something up and yeah she had yeah. that that vibe to you it know, one, of, one of these days i think what we should do is we should do a teresa ha ping uh episode just devoted to like all like we'll just focus on her on her <laughs> roles in in different movies because she she's really a very special actress i think she she has is again it's, she's a great character actor um mm-hmm. and 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 again we got a glimpse of it here but in the edit we we were watching it doesn't go that far um but yeah i thought the same thing when i was watching it too because I, I was like wow that's that's like a real extreme reaction to to, to <laughs> you know a, what was essentially like an like a an agreed upon fist fight that was you didn't get the sense that it was yeah. supposed to go to the 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 extent that it did um but the end result of the fight is that the uh the watch is damaged and and uh and 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 he gets upset that that he feels he's been deceived and so and then that's what that's what ultimately leads him to get uh uh get into the conflict with the guy and then he he plants the evidence on him and and he has to flee um but uh but yeah so uh but yeah i i i do think though that he he really is just very skillful at this um at at that at, at being that kind of a character where he mm-hmm. he he evolves into something much more uh much more dark you really see it in disciples of shaolin which is why i think at some point we might want to do a a revisit of that um but we'll have to see that's a you know uh, we'll have to talk to uh, Lady Chow Fung and she, see if she's agreeable to, to revisiting Disciples yeah. of Shaolin. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be up for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it. This is this. I mean, like I said, even I I recommend this even if you can only get this cut of the movie because it's uh, it's still it's still it's still just a really solid Alexander Fuling uh, movie, and it's. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know what was your overall impression of it um, of the movie in general. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I think that uh, I again, like you, I thought that uh, some of the scenes felt a little bit quirky, and I think that was comes largely down to the edit based on what I've read. But even with that stuff, I I, I had a fun time. I 
again, I'm going by this edit, not the, you know, the, the longer edit, which I might have a different opinion of. But uh, I personally enjoyed Disciples of Shaolin more than this one. I thought that was a somewhat better treatment of a similar type mm -hmm. of story. But this is still very entertaining. And I think this, again, this does kind of stand out for a number of things. Like the, the I, I, a lot of Cheng Che movies have stylish aspects to them. Vengeance and um, the, uh, uh, um, uh, the 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 angry guest movie things like that yes but uh but this was one where i felt like the stylishness really paired well with the story in a way that just was very smooth and and also i thought that the style was really i don't know it just felt like he really nailed it here i feel like he's always kind of been dabbling and getting that kind of style down and here it just really reaches a crescendo that's 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 a pleasure to watch and you all and the other thing that stands out about it is you have a lot of the venoms in it so you have philip kwok you have yeah. lo mung and you have uh soon Sheehan in there and it's just a uh it's 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 an it's a, it's a really great mix of actors and so when the fight scenes do hit you know they're solid you have you know you have very solid performances um and uh, and also there were some interesting things going on here with some of the female characters uh again you know Cheng che he does tend to use females more as love interests or as arm candy in a lot of his films but uh but like the uh uh what what was the name of the character uh was it lena the um uh, uh the shirley Yu character the daughter of the restaurant owner yeah I, i've forgotten her name but, i think it was uh, lena i think it was lena um but the daughter of 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 chen the guy who owns the restaurant she, yeah she, there, there was something just I, I don't know how I how to describe that character but there was just something very uh, uh, I don't know there, there was something very colorful about 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 that about about her personality and that she was she she wasn't it, it wasn't like it was she didn't have a lot of screen time um, but I felt like she was supposed to be like maybe an Americanized character like a character who would yeah you know what I mean and and so I know there was yeah. like a scene where she was calling she was calling the father daddy and and and, and it was kind of it, 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 but there was like a I don't know kind of a it didn't seem very respectful the way she was doing it. Do you know what I mean it seemed like she was kind of like snapping her fingers and like I'm going dancing and I'm and then it turns out that she's dating like the big crime boss in town. Um, yeah. But but just the yeah. way she carried herself, I was I, I thought it was you know. It was well, kind of... there's there's explicitly the scene where they where they're threatening to burn the restaurant down, and she's there, and, and her father kind of looks at her. She just kind of shrugs, like eh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I'm yeah. fine. And although I have to say, during that scene, my one question of is it a good idea to store a large canister of gasoline in a kitchen? Is Probably that, not. Uh, is, Pro is that is that is that really really maybe? Well, I don't, it was like you say, it was the '70s. Maybe it was normal back then, but uh, I mean. Uh, <laughs> We, I mean, I remember even in the '80s, we were much more careless about things. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but I but I think that uh, but but and she does eventually say to him, like, "Look, leave my dad alone, and we'll just go to your place. We have this guy we can take yeah. him there." So you know, she does help her dad, but but she barely lifts a finger to do it. Um, yeah, you know, and you, and you get the impression she might not really, she might still be dating this guy even if he murders her father. Is sort of the impression you're left with in the scene. Yeah, that's exactly. She kind of tries to help him out, but she's not going to really put herself out there. Um, uh, 
but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it is, it is, I mean, it, that is a whole interesting angle of it. The whole immigrants to America kind of angle of the movie is something the movie definitely has going for it. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it, I mean, it definitely seemed to be going in that direction with a lot of the stuff and, 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 and again, even down to like the, the situation they're in where they're sleeping above the kitchen and they have like the really low ceiling and, and again, you could, again, I, I do like sort of the visual motif of uh, Tang Dong always testing and and punching <laughs> the ceiling. Like he does this many times in the movie, and you and you, and you just and it, and it sort of helps to uh, emphasize his ambition in life and his desire to to escape from his situation and become a um, you know by whatever means he needs to become a, a big man. Uh, yeah. But, but right down to that whole situation where they're all sort of sleeping in really close quarters, you, you it just really, you know, it, it feels like an immigrant story. And, and I think, uh, I think that it's, uh, I think that, I think that adds something to the movie. Um, you know, there's a, you know, there's a, like a lot of movies kind of leap to mind when you, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, everything from like, you know, like the Godfather two to, uh, to Scarface, just movies where you have that sort of, uh, you know, somebody coming here for, uh, to try to get a better life. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know, but I, th- I think it's a, you know, it definitely sort of, you know, works well with that immigrant storyline there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I suppose, uh, you know, Another thing that that leapt to mind that I did want to talk about. It's a minor point, but it was kind of annoying me. And maybe in the edited ver the 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 better edit, this isn't as much of an issue because they can go deeper into that story. But the the Zhu Hao character, I didn't quite get his motivation because it seemed like initially he was just he was clearly trying to recruit uh, Alexander Fusheng. He was really, cr- clearly. Uh, yeah, know, that was his aim, and he gets wrapped up in this issue about the watch instead, and allows that to become a rift between them, and he just ends up losing a potentially very valuable soldier with ten years of kung fu training. So, it 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 seems like all wasted effort on his part that amounts to nothing. Um, yeah, it it seemed a weird. The whole thing seemed weird, like you know. For one thing, too, realizing, wow, this guy's a really good fighter and I want this fighter on my side is, hey, if you, you know, let's fight and you'll see if you can beat me. I mean, it it, it just seemed a weird, you know, whereas later on when uh, the other guy tries to recruit him, he just recruits him to beat up other people for him. He doesn't, he recruits him because he, he's pretty sure the guy can beat him up. So I don't know. Yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it was, it, 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 again, I suspect that the edit might have something to do with it. I, mm-hmm. I, but I also I feel like it's just like his character lost sight of what he was trying to do is how it looked in the version that we saw it to be. Um, yeah. But again, I guess maybe what we were supposed to assume is that his ego got in the way or something. I don't know. But uh, uh, and and also again because there is that whole subplot and he's still kind of working with that woman. You know who knows. I uh, so you know it it works, but it was a little bit quirky and. Uh, and so I think that um, uh, I would definitely like to get my hands on the other version. I, th- I think that would – I don't know how easy that's yeah. going to be. I was looking around and I was having trouble. Um, but I think if we could – I think at some point if we could get our hands on the other version of it and, and, and do a second discussion, I think that would be pretty interesting because I would love to compare. This, the, the, when, I, when, I, when I was reading about the differences between them, I was deeply intrigued. 
by how different they were. And I mean, I've I've definitely seen movies that are different, but this one seemed particularly, uh, if everything I was encountering is true, to be particularly different. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think I think there's a a slightly different soundtrack is one thing. A com- a different ending is a is another thing entirely. <laughs> um, so I, I'm quite intrigued here. Um, and I know that there are often very different edits of movies that sort of get, you know, they'll make a movie and then it, in one country it might get played one way and another country, you know, it's, uh, but, uh, but, but I don't know the, 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 from what I was able to gather online, people seem to prefer the other edit. Um, but yeah, so I don't know any other thoughts on, on the film before we, uh, before we decide to head out. Ah, let's see. Uh, I think I've I've exhausted most of my thoughts on the movie at the moment, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I once again, I'd be very happy to to review the full version if we can get our hands on it because uh, I I like the movie. Like I said, the fact I liked it so much despite it clearly clearly being kind of a, a damaged edit because that just says a lot about it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it had a lot of really great ingredients, and it it just didn't feel like it had enough time to breathe in the version that we saw. That was sort of my feeling, mm-hmm. and I was kind of filling in the gaps with everything I knew about Chang Che and Alexander. Yeah, Fisher. you know, it's sort of like I was like, well, I know, I know what this is supposed to be, but it feel it just again, it felt. I just thought it was rushed pacing. I didn't even you know make the connection until I was reading about the the big differences. But mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that uh, it's I don't know, it's it's a uh, it, it's funny there was a there was a i was i was watching a youtube video there's a um uh, a youtube channel called kung fu critic what i watch sometimes and he and he was asking the question about uh remasters of of martial arts movies and 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 how people feel about them and you know sometimes they're good sometimes you get a much crisper cleaner version of a film and that you know like there, there's a you know there's a night and day watching a clean version of come drink with me versus like a weirdly cropped vhs version you know what i mean yeah you don't you yeah. don't see the skill of the filmmaking in the the weirdly cropped aspect ratio but uh on the other hand sometimes they they tinker with things and that can or or maybe maybe they're not even trying to tinker with things sometimes they can only get their hands on certain you know prints of it or you know it's it's not it's not necessarily because they're trying to damage the end product but um but i but i think it's always one of those things where uh uh it's good to know i i wish i wish when they did remaster them that there was more information available on the remastered version about the remastering process because mm-hmm. i feel like that uh, i recently um uh i recently got a uh, a version of touch of zen that was um the the remaster was oversung was was oversaw seen by uh the lead actress from the movie uh Zhu Feng was uh was you know very involved in the whole process of remastering it and as a viewer when I you know that made me feel like I was in very good hands do you know what I mean like I got the DVD and the blu-ray and there was a whole booklet in there on 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 the that got into the process. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just yeah. wish that I think that they should do more of that because I think uh, what we're talking about here is is film preservation, and you know it's a it's it's one of those like what was the what's the famous 
I, I, I'm, I'm not very familiar with art and art history, but I know that there were that, that there have been some really notorious efforts where people have tried to preserve a painting and totally destroyed it. Yeah, um, I'll say a, a remastering isn't a neutral process. You can't. It's not like you just push a button and a machine remasters it. You have to make creative choices in remastering something and color choices. And I mean, yeah, it is possible to make well, a movie and, worse. And that remaster. was. And that was the thing that was clear to me when I was watching A Touch of Zen, because my Touch of Zen movies, they've always been pretty grainy, the versions that I've had. And then this one came out, and I finally had one that was, like, in really stark color. But they, they mm-hmm. clearly had to add those colors in. They had to go in there yeah. and, like, almost like a, uh, it was almost like a Technicolor-type situation. Um, and the thing that I liked about knowing that Zhu Feng was involved in it, not that not that she was personally doing that, but that she was... I forget if she was funding it or what, but she was actively sort of, you know, participating. And I think that knowing that they had somebody who was on the set, who acted in the movie, helping mm-hmm. helping in some way to, to, to at least give input on those kinds of decisions was I, you know, it just made me feel as a viewer, like, okay, that was, they're probably at least go get, you know, like that, you know, because otherwise you don't know what color red King who wanted, you know, you just... Yeah. And so, uh, so I, I think uh, I, I, I think I think this is maybe a case of a of a movie like that where uh, where there's a discussion to be had on the remastering process and and the impact that can have on a movie. Um, you know, in the end, we both still enjoyed this movie, uh, but we, yeah. we don't really have the knowledge of the previous version that, uh, and so we don't know what the gap is between this version and that version in terms of quality. Um, so, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe this version, because the re, it is a remastered version, so it's still going to be, it's probably crisper. It's probably got a better aspect ratio. Um, but you do wonder about what parts of the story you're missing and, and, and the rest. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was very, it, it looked like a, a good version of the movie as far as the picture quality and everything. I didn't, didn't find any faults in that regard at all. It was so... But, uh, they did something right. <laughs> but one thing I will say is, even though I know there's a different ending in the other one, and I usually am a big fan of Chang Che's sort of grisly, you know, uh, uh, cathartic endings that he always has, the fact that this one wasn't that was a surprise, <laughs> and that kind of worked for me. Like I was, I was like, oh, okay, so, you know. Uh, I, I guess I get I, you know everybody goes to jail and Sun Jian goes on to 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 be a dutiful son and it's kind of an interesting sort of mellow ending to it where you know, yeah and again I th- from what I was reading it sounds like the other version is much more grisly and we get a lot more we get a lot more tragedy mixed in with the uh, uh, with the end there but yeah you know um, but this was still kind of interesting I did think it was weird that. Um, that the Yang character was just able to walk away from the police after that. You know, that was a little bit I, odd. I, yeah, that bothered me at first, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, why were the police there? And I thought maybe the police were there because the restaurant owner or someone at the restaurant called the police because mm-hmm. that guy had been kidnapped. That's you true. Know? It's like if someone, had, if someone had reported that crime at the restaurant, he would have been the victim that the police were rescuing. So That's it true. does... It does kind of make sense, but uh, but yeah. So, but I don't know. This, this again, the name of the movie is Chinatown Kid, and it it's available on Amazon Prime, and um, and and uh, 
you know, it, it, I, I think it's worth checking out. I personally, between this and uh, Disciples of Shaolin, I would watch Disciples of Shaolin and then maybe watch this. I think that's a slightly, uh, it, it, it just, I think it just gets into the, for me, it got into the subject matter a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I had a good time watching it, and uh, and 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 I think the, uh, I think the very modern setting. You know, it was kind of cool. I thought that the uh, yeah um, the costumes were good. The you know, again, if you like the Venom mob, you're going to be happy seeing a lot of the stuff here, and you get to see the Venom mob in a performance that you're not really as accustomed to seeing them in too. So, uh, so there's that as well. Uh, but um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, next week we're going to be continuing with our Alexander Fusheng month, and so I believe we're doing Deadly Breaking Sword next week. Um, which I don't believe I've seen. I'm not sure. I, I, I always confuse it with another film, and so I'm, I, I believe this might be a new view for me, which is which oh. is good because I, oftentimes with these films, I've already seen them when we talk about them. Um, and yeah. then we're going to, uh, on the 24th, we're still sort of having our vote on whether we're going to do uh, Five Shaolin Masters or Boxer Rebellion. And then we're going to close the month with Eight Diagram Pole Fighter. Um, so, you know... Uh, so I think I think we have a, a a nice lineup of films, and uh, we also do have a lot of other Alexander Fusheng movies that we've talked about on the podcast before. So, um, so anyways, uh, we will let everybody go, and we will be back on later. Mm-hmm.